I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who is here with one of her colleagues and one of our favorite guests. Vicki, would you introduce him? My pleasure. We're happy to have back with us one of my colleagues, Dayton Aldrich, who is our victim restitution specialist here in the Santa Barbara District Attorney's Office. And the reason I asked Dayton to be our guest today is because he made me aware of an article in one of our local publications, and here's the title, Real Estate Scam Hits the Central Coast. And when you read the article, it's about scammers who somehow manage to get ownership of somebody else's property without their knowledge. So Dayton, please tell us, how does this scam work? Yes, Vicki, this is called the home title scam, and it typically involves scammers targeting properties with no mortgages or liens. And what they do is they gather information about the property, such as the owner's name, the property details, such as the address, the acreage, all from publicly available and online sources. Okay, so things like Zillow or doing a Google search on the address or a phone number or a name. And then they get all the victims' personal information, so much so that then they can draft a phony or a forged deed to the home and then go back to the county recorder's office and record their phony deed. And then on paper, they now own your home. And the worst case scenario here is the scammer would then sell the house right out from underneath the owner while they're still living in it and they have no idea what's happening. Most likely what happens is the scammers file mortgages and liens and use the home as collateral to open up lines of credit. And by the time the victim knows that their house is now, you know, on a line of credit for the scammer, they're in a world of hurt because by now, you know, their whole identity has likely been stolen and on paper, they no longer own their home. Well, Dayton, is there anything that property owners can do to protect themselves from this kind of scam? Yes, there's three main things. The first thing would be to limit the information that you make public about yourself, about the properties that you own, about your family. They're not getting this information from thin air. The scammers are getting this information because the victims have made it publicly available. So that's the first thing. The second thing would be to periodically Google your own address if you own your home or plug your home address into Zillow. Nothing should shock you. If you plug your home address into Zillow and it says this home is for sale, well, you've got a big problem. But still by then, it's probably too late. A lot of the damage has been done. The last thing that homeowners might want to consider doing is there is such a thing as home title insurance. That is an additional policy that they would get through their home insurance provider. But there is such a thing as home title insurance because this is a big issue and it can be devastating to the victims. So how would a owner know if somebody was trying to list their property? So some of the red flags that are going to come to light if this is happening is a victim is going to start receiving the types of communications that you would if you were legitimately putting your house in the market. So for instance, if you've ever listed or sold a home, you know, you get calls from realtors out of the blue. Hey, I saw your home in the MLS listing. I, you know, would you consider me listing your home? You might get offers from buyers. If you're getting offers from buyers or contacted by real estate agents and you're, you have not listed your home, that's a big red flag. 
Now, are there any things that realtors should be aware of if somebody approaches them and wants to list a home? Yes. Red flags for realtors. So the red flags for realtors would go back to the phishing red flags that we talk about when we get phishing emails, which are grammatic errors, spelling errors, talking in tenses that don't make sense, maybe using the present tense when they should be using the past tense or vice versa. A lot of these scammers do come from out of the country. And just like when we talk about the IRS scam and all the other scams, you might be able to discern this person is not really a realtor from San Luis Obispo or Santa Barbara. It sounds more like a scammer from India. The AI helping them, Dayton, to be able to be more grammatically correct? It is. And, you know, certainly in a year or two from now, we won't be talking about emails. It'll it'll all be phone calls that people are getting with voice animated AI where they can plug in exactly what they want them to say and they will speak it in a flawless Boston accent or a San Diego accent or wherever they want it to be from. So that's why those protections of periodically checking your own address in Google on Zillow to make sure there's nothing out of the ordinary happening. And if you own a home and you have a lot of money invested in that home, reaching out to your insurance carrier about the home title insurance is probably something you want to do. And how is this scam usually discovered? How does somebody usually find out their home has been sold or that somebody's got it listed? Do they start getting notices from the credit card companies and from the mortgage companies and from the lien brokers calling the loan due, reminding your house is collateral and you owe all this money and Next step is foreclosure. That would be such a nightmare. It's most people's very biggest investment in their entire life. So I can only imagine how horrified and devastated people would be. could be very brutal because then you might want to turn to this asset. Maybe you want to take some money out of the house to hire an attorney to help you clear up this you know, identity theft that you're a victim of now. Well, if you don't own your home on paper anymore, good luck you know, legitimately trying to get some equity out of it to do something you need to get yourself out of the situation. It would be devastating, especially for seniors. Right. And I had read that this had happened several times in San Luis Obispo area. Has it already happened in Santa Barbara as well recently? So the article that we are referencing talks about the Central Coast, including those stories that you're referencing from mm-hmm. San Luis But I've certainly heard about it happening all the way down from L.A., San Diego, Ventura. It's yeah. everywhere. Usually they're everywhere once they're one place. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Patty, another thing I asked Dayton to talk to us about a little bit today, he has always brought us information about rampant mail theft and how we should protect ourselves when we mail letters. And he has often talked about thieves driving up and down streets and emptying mailboxes looking for checks that they can alter. Well, apparently, postal workers, those folks who deliver our mail, are also at risk. So Dayton, tell us about that. Yeah, this is a sad and disturbing story because... Hopefully, if you're like me, when you see the post person walk by, you wave and you ask how they're doing. And they're an important part of our community. And they're definitely public servants. And it's shocking to know that last year, 400 mail carriers were robbed, whether that was weapon point or just a verbal mugging. They were robbed and they lost the goods, the mail, the packages that they were trying to deliver. That was 400 for 2000 and 2022. This year, we're only six months into the year, and that number is already at 300. Oh, my goodness. That's so sad. You don't think of it as being a dangerous profession. You might think of the dogs, but not that people are going to rob you. Yeah. And I know that the crooks are always after mail that contain checks because they can take the checks out and alter the checks. But what else are they after? 
Well, they're after the packages as well, the checks, of course. And then circling back to our first story, anything maybe from your realtor or from your bank to be able to get personal identifying information about you to steal your identity than to make you victim to any of the countless scams that we've talked about on this program. And I think they're also after what they call arrow keys. Yes. So arrow keys are the sort of the master lock key that the post people carry around with them that allow them to open up the large boxes outside of apartment complexes or those big central mail gathering areas. Those arrow keys will be very vulnerable and very valuable to the crooks. So one of the things that they're talking about doing is replacing the arrow keys with like a digital lock that the mail carrier would be able to put in like a pin code to be able to open those boxes. So they are taking steps, hopefully, to safeguard these workers. Is that right? The steps that they are taking as far as this article would be replacing the arrow keys with a code. I don't necessarily see how that's going to protect the mail carriers when they're walking up and down the street with packages and checks and, you know. Yeah, and then you worry that they could hold a gun on somebody and say, open it up and you have the code. Exactly, yeah. I think really the, the point of this story is how shocking the numbers are with that. You know, we're already on track this year to quadruple the number of robberies just from last year. They also talk about the uh, street boxes, so mailboxes, okay? Last year, for the whole year, there was 38,000 reported mailboxes that were stolen from. 38,000, okay, for the whole year. This year, we're only six months into the year, and we're already at 25,000. So again, we're on pace quadruple. It's really a sad state of affairs, isn't it? I mean, are people just more desperate now? And I mean, we can't solve the world's problems, but I just wonder why it's up so much. Yeah, the Postmaster General has a quote in the story. It specifically says, as crime rates rise, so do the threats against our public servants. This article also talks about that in recent years, so since 2020, there have been 2,000 violent assaults on mail carriers. That's shocking. Shocking and disturbing, for sure. Absolutely. Well, after all that bad news, Patty, I did ask Dayton to give us the good news for the day because... Oh, good. We could get depressed by all of this. (laughs) Good news for us. Go ahead, Dayton. Yeah, the good news is we had a local credit union help out a local senior who was being taken advantage of. They did the right thing. Senior was going into the credit union. They had a relationship with the credit union. The credit union knew this individual. And then one day, this person showed up with two individuals that the credit union didn't know, hadn't recognized, hadn't been with her in the past. She walked right up to the teller with these two individuals, asked to withdraw a large sum of money, and the bank called the authorities. And now law enforcement is investigating it. And they did not withdraw the money. And she still has the money in her account. Well, good for them. That is a great uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. Still a little small town there where people know each other. Still pay Mm -hmm. off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both so very much. This was a somber story, but very, very important for us to know about. We really appreciate it. Oh, Vicki, would you get the fraud hotline number? Absolutely. Area code 805-568-2442. That's 805-568-2442. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast, Scam Squad, so you don't miss any important warnings. Thank Bye, you, everybody. Bye.